This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. This week we're talking about delivering audio files in very strange formats. And the reason for this is the on-hold format, which um, is wacky to say the least. Uh, does anybody know what is the traditional format for on-hold? And is I there one? I think I know. Well, I, I can speak a little bit towards this. I've had to deal with some of it. Um, Come on, I, IVR, we call it often, yeah. oftentimes too. So what, what I've found is, um, especially if some of the uh, asterisks is a very common PBX, I know that one. And um, so you can import waves, and I believe in the later versions, you can import waves of more than 16, more than 8-bit. But in the phone system, you have a codec called G711, which is really 8-bit 8K. And this is where you get your 64, 8 times 8 is 64. So that's where you get your 64 kilobits per second on your each of your ISDN lines or your one phone call conversation, which is traditionally 8K, 8-bit, or you know, um, 64K. And there's two variants of this because, as you can imagine, 8-bit is not much dynamic range. Um, so there's A-law and U-law, which is basically how it scales. And one has more dynamic range and more noise, and the other one has less dynamic range and less noise. And you, I, I forget, um, I think the U.S. uses the one with less dynamic range and less noise, and Europe uses the one with more dynamic range and more um, inherent noise in it. But this is the sort of vanilla fudge PCM, or you know, 8-bit 8K audio, that the whole phone system uses, and some of these um, phone systems just want the audio directly in the format that it's going to put it out at. Um, and so really the question is, you're probably looking at um, outputting as U-Law or A-Law, and it might also be referenced as G711-U-Law or G711-A-Law. And there's a bunch of numbers for you. Yeah, yeah, because I I've got one client that I do... Um IVR on, is it either IVR or, I think it is actually IVR and not on hold, but they uh, request a format of 8K 16-bit. 8K. And then you're giving to them as a WAV file, right? Yeah, 8,000 8, hertz or 8 kilohertz. Right, so it's, it's, a, it's a sample frequency of the phone system, but it's the bit depth of a CD. It's That's right. It's an interesting mix. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's weird. But apparently it's common. And, I, I, and the thing is, I can't play it back on my door, so I have to do everything... Yeah, or maybe it sounds really fast. <laughs> you know, if you play that thing back at 44 yeah. one, you're going for <laughs> Yeah, it'd be well, weird. You know, it's yeah. funny. My clients will, you know, be asked to do an IVR project. And if they've never done one before, they save the file in the MuLaw format, sometimes, you know, usually 8,000 uh, sample rate. And then they play it and they're like, oh, no. Yeah. What's wrong? The audio is terrible. It sounds horrible. What is wrong? I'm like, that's what a telephone sounds like. You're just hearing what a telephone sounds like through your studio headphones or monitors and it's really throwing you off. Mm, but yep. that is, that's what it should sound like. So, um, but you know, keep in mind, never ever record directly to one of these formats. No. Always record <laughs> right, right. to a full bandwidth, you know, 44.1 16-bit wave or something higher. Never record right to I don't right even know how format. you could record directly to that format. I mean, I would have to try to do an 8-bit recording. Can you set up a Pro Tools session that low? I don't think you can. No, 16-bit. No. Yeah, 16-bit. Yeah. Or what about Adobe Audition? Maybe actually Audition might do that, to be honest with you, thinking about it. Yeah. Depending yeah. on the age of the DAW, some of them will let you record some pretty wacky 
formats. Like uh, in in um, well, let's see. In Twisted Wave, I could do eight bit, eight K recordings. Oh, there you go. You got it. Yeah, that's linear. So then that that's going to effectively be which one is linear? A law or U law? Um, because I think uh, one is sure. linear and the other one's logarithmic. PCM U law is PCM. Well, they're both PCM. That's what you're asking. Okay. Um, I, I believe they're both PCM. The question is like, what is each sample worth in terms of gain? You know, oh, I is, see. It, is it worth more and more and more and more? And it has like a logarithmic taper to it. Here's the hmm. answer to our earlier question. Uh, audition will will record at eight bit and as low as six thousand hertz. It really screws up voice actors sometimes because they hear they sometimes they hear sample rate and they conflate it with bit rate. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 People yeah. end up recording and saving things on wacky formats, and they don't know what the heck happened. And um, yeah, just be, just be, pay attention to your recording sample rates. Record at high bit depths, sixteen or higher, always, and save it always forty four one or higher, um, and you'll be fine. And you can just save it to anything else when you're done. Can export and convert. What, what's your thought of thirty two bit? formats I, I tend to stay away floating? from floating is it necessary yeah, exactly the floating point uh, i don't know yeah i don't know i mean in, in audacity and audition that is the default like if you just open the app and hit record it's in 32-bit float both of those and the first thing i do is when i when i open up a new file for somebody is i say just put it on 24 i don't think anybody's been able to prove there's any sound quality improvement going all the way up to 32 just uses more CPU and more storage, and I don't know. And it does some stuff here. I, I, I got an, I got the answer to one of our questions. The U law algorithm provides a slightly larger dynamic range than the A law. So I believe we're using A law in the United States. I believe, but I don't know that for sure. At the cost of proportional distortions for small signals, a convention A law is used for international connections if at least one country uses it. So A-Law takes precedence over U-Law in the phone system. Um, I'm still trying to figure out which one officially is U.S. and which one is Europe. But there you go. But back on sample rates, I'm, I did have one client who said, don't send me WAV files. Just send me MP3s. Make them 441320. Yeah, no one's, no one's going to hear the difference. Okay. We're all deaf. Well, if you're gonna, that's it. And if you're going to squash it down and play it over a phone line, really, does it matter? No, no, I mean this is for radio spots. Oh, for radio spots. Yeah. 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 Well, see, as far as I'm concerned, MP3 is not broadcast. Yeah. Although although FM doesn't carry anything above, like, what, 15K? Yeah, something like that. Right, it rolls off. But if you're doing HD radio... Then you got the full thing. you got to have that covered. Well, yeah. that's the thing. And most yeah. streams these days go out on about a, set, a million different platforms. So Yeah, yeah, you got to pr- produce yeah. for the highest quality. You know, I agree. Think all the time. Look, yeah. I mean, if some, it's like if someone asks you for a WAV file, if, you, if you're doing a session, Robert, and you're wrapping up and you say, what's the deliverables? And they say, I'll oh, just send me a WAV. And they don't, they're not specific. What do you, what do you send them? Yeah. Uh, so someone them? doesn't spe- specify? So the client's walking out the door and you say, what do you want me to send? They say, throw me a WAV file, that'll do. It's going to be 4816 or 4824, and that's just going to be a, yeah. a call based on what I know of the client. So, But always 48, right? Almost always 48. And if I'm being really conservative and more worried about BS down the line, I'll kick out a 16-bit file um, because it'll probably have less, like it'll go into the 24-bit systems and um, and no one's going to hear it again, but. I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for Opus to become the norm for everything, you know, because that's going to just 
if the latency is low, the sound quality is high, we're using it right now to talk to each other. Um, and it's very low bit, weight, bit rate. And, um, you know, I, I think when you use a Verizon phone in the US and there's an HD call, it's using a variation of that. I don't know. It sounds very good on I, HD. I, I think most of the HD phone calls are the are the um, providers usually using um, oh, what is it? It's G dot seven two six or seven two nine, possibly G dot seven two two, but a phone company's version of HD is still a bandwidth of ten k or less. It's not broadcast. Mm, okay. It's definitely not HD in any true sense of the word HD, but it's just better D than and this 8-bit 8K. Sorry about the plosive there. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, next question um, is levels. So if I'm sending something to you, Robert, what level do you want? And I'm talking about peak level or RMS, but um, what levels... So the first thing is RMS is average and peak is the instantaneous volume. And the reality is, is that our ears are basically more or less averaging machines, um, at least a lot, and specifically how we perceive volume. So um, we don't hear the peaks as being necessarily loud as a whole sound. But if the sound is consistently loud, like as an average volume, that's when we say, ooh, that's loud. Um, so generally... The post-production format is averaging at minus 20 is, that's what's known as zero VU. Back in the day, you had a VU meter. It swung about two-thirds to the right, and then it went into the red zone. And if it lined up with zero, in most post-production houses, zero VU was minus 20, which is a minus 20 digital. Um, That's a pretty good dynamic range. Uh, You shouldn't have any trouble hitting that. Um, most post engineers are not going to have a problem with you giving something that's averaging at minus 20 and maybe peaking up to minus six. That'd be perfectly fine with me. Um, in general, lower is better than too loud because if you clip it, it's messed up much more severely than if it's low, which you can usually relatively well recover from that, especially with things like isotope. Um, other than that, like it doesn't need to be that loud, especially the other thing to consider is if you're giving me an eight bit file, I would like you to use all the bits and record most, you know, fairly what looks loud on the meter. If you're recording in 16 bit or giving me a 16 bit file, definitely something averaging minus 20 and above will be very helpful. If you're recording at minus 20 at 24 bit, you have a lot of flexibility and, um, and so you can definitely err on the side of caution on that one. And I think in a previous show, we talked about how 24-bit is not, you know, it's, I forget what the factor is, but it's many, many, many times the resolution of 16-bit. Well, I remember it stands out in my, in my memory, and you can correct me, but you said that, and I've, used, and I've told clients this now, I've changed my tune on setting levels <laughs> based specifically yeah, on what you, you said in this wrong. prior show. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that moment you of panic. said that uh, recording 16-bit at zero dB peak is equivalent to recording 24-bit at four, minus 48. Right, basically off the meter. So, like that's the digital resolution. the The only problem you run into is at minus 48. You like um, how well is your microphone and your converter and all that working? But yeah, literally. Right, right. it's hard to monitor. But, but if you had a 16-bit file and you 
made it a 24-bit file and then lowered the volume and then played it at the 24-bit file and turned it up, you would still end up with the exact same resolution as 16-bit. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so I've, I've been telling people like where we always would conventionally say you should really be peaking around minus six and anything lower is not professional, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm saying like, okay, record it 24-bit, get your peaks, you know, occasionally into the yellow, it's okay. But, you know, minus 12, minus 16. That's the beauty of headroom. It's space to like be relaxed and then let someone who's mixing it later worry about the final levels when they're, you know, purposely compressing it and, you know, packaging it. Well, I was going to say for you and I, the uh, the the beauty of that, of the the voice talent being able to send us low-level files is clip gain on the door too, you know? It's just a matter of pushing it up these days. It's like slide the slider in a way. Right, go. right. And yep. so and so you slide the slider up on your minus 48 and you get you get your minus 48 up to zero and now you just have zero That's bits it. at the bottom and you have 16 bits. Away you go. Oh, wow. Okay, so what about um, if you were sending it off and you normalized to like minus three or something? Would you do that? I wouldn't bother. Yeah, after yeah, it wouldn't bother. Not for not for sending a file to a producer or an engineer. No, for sending right. it if, like it would, if it's said, a final. Gonna, yes, like like yeah. literally, you can clip a few times. Like the peak, it could even clip past zero, and probably wouldn't actually kill the whole thing. Where you really get into problems if you have like a whole bunch of clips in a row, and that's where you get that distorted sound because now you're flattening out many peaks. But um, oh yeah. Or if you clip a consonant, if you clip like a K or a T, you may not hear it. But if you clip a long vowel, like an A, and that clips, oh boy, yeah. Sounds like garbage. Right, because you're probably clicking, clipping a bunch of them. Right. Here, here, here's a funny story. When I was interning, I was interning at a CD mastering house. And at the very end of my internship, one of the engineers offered to master a um, project that I had mixed, I had produced and mixed. And so he's loading it into the Sonic Solution system and uh, this and that. And this is before the L1, right? Before the Waves L1, which was really the thing that blew this open. And I remember when I was mixing down, I had been very specific on my DAT machine. I hit zero because the DAT was 16-bit. I was very worried about noise and levels and all that. I knew I was, I was at zero. So he takes the whole thing, the whole mix, and he cranks it up six decibels. I'm like, you're going to clip it. He's like, so? And it was louder. and It was better. And you don't hear those few tiny individual clips that happen on the peaks. They just go right by your ears. You don't notice them. And now you're, in that case, the whole CD was louder in the day and the age before the Waves L1 limiter. Yeah, and now, now limiters aren't enough anymore. Now they have clippers. And there's actually plugins and processors that job, the jobs are to clip the audio. You know, they literally call them clippers. Which is essentially what a limiter is in a sense. Just like... That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> it is indeed. I, I guess the takeaway is definitely lower is better than too hot. Uh, that said, um, you want to basically average out it. I would say between minus 20 and do not average out more than minus 12. That would be very hot. Um, and watch your peaks. And if you see one red light or so... Mm, like lower it, but don't freak out too much. Um, it, it, if you play it back, you might notice that like a little bit doesn't actually end up becoming sonically obvious. So if it's something that you can't recreate, ultimately with audio, if it sounds good, it is good, even if it's clipped yeah, yeah. or low. So there you go. Take away 4824 and keep your levels down. 
That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) I think our next guest is standing by, Scott Wilson. Let's bring him in. Beautiful. That was the Pro Audio Suite. If you have any questions or ideas for a show, let us know via our Facebook, the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Yeah.